I'm your host, Kurt Sandig, and welcome to Paranormal Almanac. That's right, I am your host, Kurt Sandig, and on this week's edition of Paranormal Almanac, let's talk about something that happened this week. Well, this week, 76 years ago, but right here in Los Angeles, on the night of February 25th, 1942, something happened in the skies above Los Angeles, and it is now known as the Los Angeles Air Raid or the Battle of Los Angeles. Now, I'm sure you all know this story. But bear with me, because I'm going in-depth in this story. I've heard the same stories you've probably heard, and I've seen the same photos that you've probably seen. And for the longest time, I just took it at face value. But let's find out what actually happened that night. And to do that, let's go back to that time. Once again, February 25th, 1942. To kind of get you in the mindset of everyone living in America, this was just over three months after the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor and essentially brought the U.S. into World War II. Now, over the skies of Los Angeles, air raid sirens began going off. Now, again, you have to remember that the Japanese just proved that they were willing to take the fight to us. And in fact, two days earlier in Santa Barbara, California, which is just two hours north of L.A., a Japanese sub prowling the waters off the California coast fired several live shells at targets in the area. Thankfully, it only caused minimal damage, but it did let us know how close they could get if they wanted to. So it's no surprise that when those air raid sirens went off, anti-aircraft guns and searchlights from Fort MacArthur, which is in San Pedro, and just to give you an idea of where that is, it's about 45 minutes south of downtown Los Angeles, closer to Long Beach. Anyhow, searchlights and anti-aircraft guns began to search the skies over Los Angeles. They were hunted for the rumored or supposed enemy aircraft that was sighted. And it wasn't just searching, though. They shot thousands of rounds of live ammo into the skies as searchlights converged again on something. And this is that photo that I was talking about a minute ago. If you haven't seen it, I'm going to put it on Facebook and on Instagram. It's a classic photo of all these searchlights pinpointing, again, something right there in the sky. Now, just think about that for a second, though. The United States military, our own military, shot thousands of 12.8-pound explosive charges into the skies over Los Angeles for 50 minutes. So as far as everyone in Los Angeles was concerned and the surrounding areas were concerned, for 50 minutes, we were at war And that war was over American soil. But here's the odd thing about that. Those thousands of rounds, those 12.8 pound explosive shells that were shot up into the sky, hit nothing. And here's why I keep saying something was in the sky. Nothing was hit. Again, thousands of rounds shot up into the sky. Searchlights converged on one object and nothing was hit. Depending on who you talk to, what was up there varies greatly. And to no one's surprise, the incident was covered extensively by local and national press. 
let's talk about what the Los Angeles Examiner had to say when it happened. The Examiner said that civilian witnesses had put the number of planes at 50 and that three of them had been shot down over the ocean. This is all from the news story about that incident when it happened. And they said that although there was no immediate confirmation of this from Army or Navy sources, and the Los Angeles Times headlines blared, L.A. area raided and Jap planes peril Santa Monica. The 77th Street Police Station reported a down aircraft near 180th Street and Vermont. By the light of day, what could be put together is that approximately 3.10 a.m., anti-aircraft batteries that had been stationed around Southern California's defense plants began firing again their 12.8-pound explosive charges and kept it up for 50 minutes. They eventually launched over 1,400 of those 12.8-pound explosives. The curious thing to the press and the police was that not a single bomb had been dropped on the city by an enemy aircraft, and not a single scrap of any aircraft was ever recovered. In fact, the only casualties were caused by the falling shrapnel and unexploded ordnance that rained down a 40-mile arc from Santa Monica to Long Beach. So even though there was a lot of speculation and errant reports in the newspaper coverages and the police reports, one thing they didn't get wrong was the Battle of Los Angeles did in fact claim six lives. Three civilians were killed directly by friendly fire, while three others suffered heart attacks during the hour-long siege. Not only that, a number of buildings were also damaged, again, by our own anti-aircraft guns. Now, as you guys probably know from listening to this podcast, I love first-hand accounts. Eyewitnesses may not always get the details right, and over time they may have forgotten or embellished details, but... I always think that eyewitness testimony to events like these are very important when telling the whole story. Now again, for 50 minutes, something was shot at over the skies of Los Angeles. So let's get to those eyewitnesses and let's find out what they saw. Although many eyewitnesses reported seeing a single, large, unidentified object over L.A., which sounds a lot like a UFO to me, a number of others also reported spotting anywhere from 25 to 200 planes swarming over Los Angeles. Now, we can kind of pick apart truth from fiction, though. There obviously weren't 25 to 200 enemy planes over Los Angeles. There just wasn't. Despite what eyewitnesses say, those planes did not exist. Now, the eyewitnesses probably saw the exploding ordnance, and it would light up like a bunch of small objects in the sky from a distance. And you have to remember, these people were startled out of bed. It was 3.10 a.m. They got out of bed. The skies are lit up. Bombs are going off above their heads. They're going to mistakenly see what the news is telling them is going to happen, that these Japanese planes are going to invade America. So their mind is filling in the gaps a little bit. And I'm sure that some of these eyewitnesses think they saw 25 to 200 enemy planes over Los Angeles. The day after the air raid in Washington, Navy Secretary Frank Knox was quoted as saying, As far as I know, the whole raid was a false alarm and could be attributed to jittery nerves. And I gotta admit, he might not be wrong. Supposed experienced observers like Peter Jenkins, who was a staff reporter with the Evening Herald Examiner, well, he reported that, quote, I could clearly see the V-formation 
of about 25 silvery planes overhead moving slowly across the skies towards Long Beach. And again, believe what you want about the Battle of Los Angeles, but fact is, there were not 25 enemy aircraft planes over the skies. In fact, there weren't 25 of our planes over those skies, and I'll tell you why in a little bit. Even Long Beach Chief of Police J.H. McClelland claimed to have witnessed planes inbound towards Redondo Beach. And that's also very telling, because depending on where these supposed expert observers were, the planes were headed in different directions all at the same time. One said the planes were moving south towards Long Beach, and one said that they were moving inbound towards Redondo Beach, which, if you pull up a map of Los Angeles and look at where Redondo Beach is and Long Beach is, those planes would have been moving in different directions. Now, J.H. McClelland witnessed this spectacle from the roof of the Long Beach Civic Center with a naval observer using high-powered binoculars. So I'll say it again, he was probably also witnessing the explosions from a distance, and again, I can't blame him for that. One witness, Jack Ilfray, he was a young P-38 pilot assigned to the 94th Aero Squadron stationed at Long Beach Airport, well, he reported that, quote, We pilots prayed to the good Lord above that we wouldn't be sent up into that barrage, enemy or not. Most everyone saw or imagined something. Japanese Zeros, P-34s, Japanese Betty Bombers, we were not sent up. And that's why I said there were no American airplanes up there as well. During this air raid, thankfully, our airplanes were not sent up into that barrage because they would have most definitely been shot down by friendly fire and caused even more panic when our planes were shot out of the sky over Los Angeles. So it's a good thing someone had the good sense, if you will, to not send up our planes. Now here is an odd yet short one. And I have to admit that this one was only found on one website with no other website stating it. So take it with a grain of salt. This website said, Eyewitnesses told LA Times reporters that the bombs exploded in rings around the craft. As if the bombs seemed to bounce off the craft and never make contact with whatever we were shooting at. So there you go. That's the embellishment that I was talking about earlier. If you look at the photo, and unfortunately, most of the photos you find online have been doctored from the original to make it look more and more like a UFO is in the center of all of those searchlights. I am not yet saying it wasn't a UFO. Stick with me, folks. In my mind, the best-known interviews of witnesses done was on Huell Hauser's episode of California's Gold. Now, the reason I say this is, there isn't that predetermined, please tell us it's a UFO, that some TV shows kind of get, like Unsolved Mysteries or Ancient Aliens. They kind of lead the questions until it sounds like people are talking about UFOs when they're probably not. Huell Hauser didn't have this predisposition to UFOs. He was just asking people, what did you see over the skies that night? And what follows are some of the responses given to Huell Hauser by former men and women that served that very morning. And many of them were stationed at Fort MacArthur, again in San Pedro. One eyewitness on that program said, quote, We saw these lights all to the sky and we hear these guns, but we couldn't see what they're firing at. Another described being at the headquarters at the main reservation at Fort MacArthur, and he said, I assume there were planes in very tight formation. You could see the anti-aircraft fire. You could see the tracers. 
There's two witnesses that were there and they were close by when it happened. Another eyewitness on the episode said, quote, I remember counting six or eight, but couldn't tell if they had actually been Japanese planes or not. I haven't the slightest idea. All they were were spots in the sky. And that seems to line up with what a lot of people saw. Spots in the sky. And that's it. Another great eyewitness report came from a man who had been continually ordered to fire, despite the fact that he couldn't actually observe any targets. However, he further states that there had been a misfire at one of the stations where a gun accidentally went off, and he supposed this might have started the initial firing. And I'll have more on that one in just a little bit. Another man said, I personally didn't see the planes. I talked to the Navy afterwards. But I was up here at the Korean Temple, right where the 50 caliber gun was. An executive officer at Fort MacArthur, Lieutenant Colonel Snell, ordered me up there and said, fire. And I said, at what, sir? And he said, fire. And then this witness went on to say, I hope he's still not living and mad at me, but there were no planes. And later on, there was a gun battery of the 203rd Coast Guard Artillery, and they were fooling around and one of their guns accidentally went off. So that started it, and everyone was firing. So that's two people talking about the same instance where a large-caliber anti-aircraft gun accidentally went off. And I gotta say, it probably is what started it. But let's move on. Some claim that they did see something. One officer said, we all got out and watched it. We saw something, but it was nothing definite. It seemed to be something circling slowly around. I was standing next to my commanding officer and he said, it looks like an airplane to me. A radar operator who had been working at the time also recalled, quote, I was a radar operator at Esplanade on Redondo Beach. We were called and told that there was going to be a target coming in. Our radar had a range of 18 miles. We had to wait till that target got within our range. We picked it up finally and we turned the lights on it. It was a meteorologist balloon with a wavelength of wire tied to the balloon so that the radar could pick it up. And again, I'll be talking about that one in just a little bit. Another man said, I have a different idea on this thing. He had been down at Fort MacArthur at the main reservation on the night of the incident, and he says, there's one thing about all this newspaper stuff. It isn't any different now than it was then. They jump on it, and they put all this fabrication into it so they can sell papers. On top of that... They get people riled up a bit and they'd say, oh, we've got to do better on this war effort. And of course, that's it. But there were no planes. I didn't see any planes and I was out there for an hour at least. So I think we can all say safely, there were no planes that night. There might have been something, but there were no planes. Another retired officer said, the whole thing was a farce. I said it was a farce or baloney. It just didn't happen. The planes were there. The lights were there, the guns fired, but that's all. Nobody hit anything. So he's saying there were planes there, but most people and evidence proves there were no planes that night. So that's it for eyewitness testimony, except for one that I'm saving till the very end. And that's what I meant when I said I'll get, I'll get back to that one later. So what was it in the skies? Like I said, I've seen the pictures and it does look like something is caught in the searchlights. I've always wanted it to be a UFO, but as much as I hate to say, I might agree with the official explanation from 1983, and that explanation is 
The military concluded that the incident was possibly caused by a drifting weather balloon. Look, I get it. A weather balloon. The bane of UFO stories everywhere. But it does look like this one might just be a weather balloon. Don't roll your eyes and hate me just yet. Because remember when I said I had one more eyewitness story? Well, here it is. Here's an excerpt from an article written for the Daily News by reporter Matt Weinstock. After the war, he was talking to a man who had served in one of those army batteries, and that man recounted the following story. Quote, Early in the war, things were pretty scary, and the army was setting up coastal defenses. At one of the new radar stations near Santa Monica, the crew tried in vain to arrange for some planes to fly by so they could test the radar system. As no one could spare any planes at the time, they hit upon a novel way to test the radar. One of the guys bought a bag of nickel balloons and then filled them with hydrogen, attached metal wires, and let them go. Catching the offshore breeze, the balloons had the desired effect of showing up on our screens, proving the equipment was working. But after traveling a good distance offshore and to the south, the nightly onshore breeze started to push the balloons back towards the coastal cities. The coastal's radar picked up the metal wires and the searchlights swung automatically on the targets, looking on the screen as aircraft headed for the city. The ACAC started firing and the rest was history. And that's from an eyewitness that was there. An independent eyewitness that has no reason to lie. Here's a man just trying to tell you what happened that night. And that's why I think this one might not be as paranormal as I always thought. Sure, it's a compelling photo and story. And yes, a couple eyewitnesses say they saw something UFO shaped in the spotlight. But after weeding through all the evidence, after seeing the undoctored photos, and after hearing the eyewitnesses, I'm going to side with what they saw or more to the point what they didn't see. Look, I can't blame anyone for being trigger-happy and jittery that night. It was a terrifying time to be in the Army and on the coast of California. Every night, the news made it seem like the Japanese were coming any second. So, I'm sorry, fans. As far as I'm concerned, and just me, this one's debunked. There was no UFO over the skies of Los Angeles on that night. But that's just me. What do you guys think? Did I miss anything? I did do a lot of research in this, but it's very possible I missed something. I missed a key bit of information that would swing me the other way back to UFO. What do you think? Was it a UFO? Did this episode change your mind? I'm willing to listen to anybody, and I'm still kind of keeping an open mind on this one. But until I'm proven otherwise, as far as I'm concerned, the government's weather balloon story is finally right about one UFO incident. I don't buy it for any other UFO incident, but this one? It wasn't a downed Russian satellite, but it might have been a weather balloon. Once again, I'm your host, Kurt Sandvig, and this has been another edition of Paranormal Almanac. Paranormal Almanac